You're listening to Spice Radio, Trollman AM's The Morning Buzz with Minkiran Ajala, and we are speaking to Jennifer Hyten, BC Elementary School teacher and co-founder of Protect Our Province and Safe Schools Coalition. We're talking about back to school and how Protect Our Province has some demands for keeping staff and students safe. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. So how are you feeling about the fact, you know, we're hearing in the news about the concern of a triple-demic? How does that make you feel sort of going into the school year? Well, I think it's really important that people understand that um, this is coming. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, this is the reality. Um, we have to do more than what we've been doing to avoid the illness season that we had last year. Um, and the signs right now are quite concerning because, for example, schools in the states that opened in August, um, so certain states like Texas, and Kentucky have just now had to close schools because they had so much illness that they they had uh, not enough staff to cover. So this is where if we don't want to be facing the same thing this year with lots of kids away from school, lots of staff away from school, then we need to do things like cleaning the air um, and making sure that we reduce as much illness spread as possible. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about what would protect our province like to see, because I know there are particular demands here. That's right. There are five demands. Uh, there's The first one is, number one, um, improve the air quality in schools um, beyond what they've got currently, because last year approved that obviously it wasn't enough. Um, masks, we would we would like universal mask wearing uh, protections to be returned and for it to be promoted and explained how they work. Um, we also ask that the government admits and, and it tells people that COVID is airborne. So hand washing does not, um, you know, it's useful, but it doesn't help. It doesn't prevent people from breathing it in. And then improve testing, uh, provide the free rapid test to people, and also promote uh, vaccination, make it easier for families to get their children vaccinated, and also an information campaign, because there's a lot of misinformation going around the Internet um, about masks, about vaccines. There needs to be an information campaign about um, these tools that actually have been proven to help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you, like, especially, why is this such an important issue? It's an important issue because, you know, learning is super important. We all understand that schools and um, kids being able to go to school is important. Uh, but if illness strikes a school and spreads through classrooms, then parents have to call off sick, um, like take off work because their kids are sick, uh, Children miss school. They have learning gaps because of that. Um, it's a rotating door of students and staff, you know, on and off sick. It's really disruptive, and it's not good for learning, um, and it's important for the health of everybody. Uh, there are studies that have sh- come out now that show that with Omicron, um, children have long-term symptoms, 12 to to 16% of children develop long-term symptoms after Omicron infection. So even though the initial infection is mild, later on down the road they can 
um, develop these these long-term symptoms, fatigue and headaches and gastrointestinal problems. Um, it's a major concern, and yet that isn't being told to the public, even though these studies have been reviewed and published. No one is being told that by public health. Mm. And what would be your advice, especially, you know, to family and folks who want to try to protect themselves this school year? What tips would you give them? I would give them the tips, number one, uh, send your child to school masked with a um, a good quality mask, KN95 or, or N95 or better. Um, explain to your children, you know, why we want to avoid infection. Um, the American Pediatric Association put out an article and the pediatricians there were saying that it's concerning to them that they're seeing long COVID symptoms happening in children after their second or third reinfection. Um, so how many reinfections will it take before it's, you know, the symptoms show up? It's better to avoid getting infected in the first place and not roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that parents can do is really advocate for clean air in schools. Um, ask that windows be opened. Ask, um, like, to find out what type of filtration is in their particular classroom, their child's classroom. Um, ask for HEPA filtration or Corsi-Rosenthal boxes to be used. Those are things that can really help. If we clean the virus from the air, then the less people breathe it in. Mm. Jennifer, I want to thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Um, I would just like to say that it is, even though, you know, we've been told, oh, public health is monitoring, that's what they told us last year. And last year we had, you know, classrooms with 30 to 50% of students absent at some points in time, um, teachers away for weeks at a time, and we also had hospitals, um, emergency departments, children's wards were, were overwhelmed, and six children died of the flu last year, which is more than normal. So this is not something to be taken lightly. I think that it is really important that people take it seriously. Thank you so much for your time, Jennifer. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thank you very much.